As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Impala Films presents Haunted, the audio drama. Season 2, Episode 10, Death of the Author, Part 3 of 4, written by Benton Hodges. I can see him a bit through the peephole. Wait, it's Tom. The missing student. James, what are you... Tom, what are you doing here? Tom, wait! The second his eyes fell on me, he broke into a sprint, darting down the streets of London. I broke into chase after him, but two years of pizzas and beers had hardly been kind to my cardio abilities. Myself and Abigail, the two closest to the door, gave chase immediately, but the gap was forming as Tom's tall, lithe body allowed him to slip through the pedestrians and cover far more ground in a single step. Once Dan had decided to stop gawking, he broke the line and began to close the gap, his shoes pounding a brutal beat against the pavement as he sprinted towards Tom, vaulting a parked car and following him across the street, causing an oncoming car to slam on the brakes and honk his horn. I knew there was a reason we put up with him. Oh, for the love of... Go ahead, Abigail, I'll catch up. Tom, closely followed by Dan, disappeared down an alleyway on the other side of the street and out of my view. By the time I caught up with him, however, Abigail was approaching a confused-looking Dan. Where'd he go? Uh, he's gone. What? How is a dead end? I don't know what to tell you. I ran to the corner and he was gone. Well, he couldn't just vanish into thin air. What about that dumpster? Oh yeah, Abby, I wouldn't... <clears throat> That is so gross. It's filled with cockroaches and maggots. Well, is this some sort of secret passage or... Wait, what's that dust there? What dust? Oh, well, I think that's just gunk from the dumpster, mate. Look, there's a ripped open bin bag there. No, no. It looks remarkably similar to the flaky powder I found on the makeup table backstage. Well... I'll see what I can do with this sample. Do you have the letter, Abigail? Yep. Then let's see what we can find. Oh! Oh! Are you alright? Yeah. Fine, just... Just give me a minute. Having a minor heart attack. We ran like a hundred feet. Well, that's why it's only a minor one. 
It's probably just a stage. Oof. No. Uh, uh, this is definitely it. Oh boy, it's the big one. Goodbye, cruel world. coffee really the best idea right now? Why would it not be? You just literally gave a dying confession five minutes ago. And it turned out to be a stitch. Told you. Shut it. How's the case coming? Well, I hate to say it, but I think we've hit another roadblock. Wonderful. The letter is addressed to the company and to whom it may concern. I've hit a wall too. Last in the box is registered as a private limited company. But I can't get a name as it's just listed as the majority shareholder. Well, what about your friend? Did they get back to you? Yeah, I asked Lucy, but apparently any attempt to pull the files has been rejected, which is odd. How is it odd? You're suspended. Well, Lucy's slipped me information plenty of times since my suspension. This is the first time I've been stonewalled since the art gallery incident. Well, why did you say it was for you? You could have gotten Lucy to lie. I don't want to put her in that position again. Again? It's a long story. Can we just stick to the right side of the law, please? Well, your tried and true legal methods have gotten us nowhere, so perhaps you could be a bit more lenient to the grey area before the entire theatre-going audiences of England have gone missing. Of course, that's like two people, but whatever. Speaking of, Poppy just responded. I'm going to call her on Messenger. Hello? Hi, Poppy, it's Abigail. Oh, that was quick. Um, I just wanted to let you know about Tom and Sarah. Oh, yes, please do. They called me this morning and said that everything's all right. I think I jumped the gun by calling them missing. Turns out they were just going on a spontaneous trip. Oh, so you've spoken to them? Yeah, both of them. FaceTime too. And they seemed alright? Yeah, they were fine. Well, if you don't mind me asking, did they say where they were? Some nonsense about being so inspired by the play that they just had to go swimming in the ocean. Carpe diem and all that shite. And this is usual for them? Well, they are studying literature and drama here, so they are a tad extra. Plus, they were probably pretty drunk. They sounded quite hungover. Could see the ocean too, so I know those bloody morons actually went there. Oh, did they say anything about London? No. Why? Oh, it's just I saw someone who looked remarkably like the photo you posted in London. Definitely wasn't them. Sorry for wasting your time. No, 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 it's fine. I'm just glad they're safe. Alright, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Rookie error. Oh no, what have you done? Her friend's list was set to private, but she added me to a chat and now I've got Tom and Sarah. Okay, so they were both last active two hours ago. So we last saw them at 11pm at night, boarding a train to Scunthorpe. If they were headed to the ocean, then they would likely have gotten a connection and gone to Scarborough. A two-hour journey? It took us three to get from York to London. At one in the morning, they would have had to remain at the coast until two hours ago, then hightailed it to London, which is impossible. By car, it's easily four hours, even pushing the speed limits, and three hours by train, if you're lucky. And it's not like we have internal flights from Scarborough to London. Assuming they remained in Scarborough to make the call, though. Yes, but how likely are they to stay on the coast all the way down to London, close enough that you could hear the ocean and not a car engine? Well, Tom did practically disappear in that alleyway. Those actors, too. I know it sounds ridiculous to even suggest, but... Teleportation? Absolutely not. 
Things are strange, perhaps even borderline culty, but we're not at the point that we can declare people are being beamed up to the Enterprise. I don't mean with sci-fi lasers, but surely some folklore tale or myth involved some creature travelling incredible amounts of distance in tiny amounts of time. Mm, not in mythology, no. If the gods wanted to get anywhere, they'd take the form of an animal or a natural phenomenon. Zeus even impregnated someone once whilst in the form of raindrops. Of course he did. I mean, it's Zeus. Anybody who crossed his path either got shagged or zapped. And sometimes both. Narada, a Hindu deity, could change his location in seconds. But that really holds little relevance to our travelling play. Perhaps if it were set in India. Either way. Folklore doesn't hold your answers, I'm afraid, so what's plan B, guys? Well, if Dan's being blocked and Last in the Box is a dead end, I guess we could try and find another showing of brilliant rain? We looked out last time thanks to your detective army and our fortuitous proximity to the showing. Well, maybe Lisa E will come through for us again. Lisa E... Just a dream. Oh. <coughs> Jesus, come on, Abigail. It was, it was just a stupid dream. Get a grip. Abigail. No. No. Dan, are you asleep? Dan? Oh, where the hell is he? Well, I'm alone, it's dark and no one can hear me, so she should appear when the lights go out, or I'll get mugged. Oh, took your time. Eliza? Huh. I really thought that would work. Jesus, am I crazy? Just expecting her to appear out of thin air like a... Like a... Genie? Jesus! Every time! I thought you'd be used to it by now. We really need to stop meeting like this. And I don't mean that in a cheeky, flirty way. I mean, can we please stop with the dark alleyway appearances? One day I'm going to think it's you, and then actually get jumped by the smiley face killer. Oh, you believe in them, do you? Yes. And I bet this is where you reveal that you know who it is. How do you know it's not me? Well, I'm pretty sure their spree started before we were both born. But who knows? The world is full of surprises. And imagine my surprise, as this is the first time you've tried to summon me, like some kind of fairy godmother. Well, I'd call you an arranged brunch, if you gave me your number. Nice try, Mr Smooth. <sighs> so, do you have me bugged, or are you always just an earshot? A little of column A. Well then, do I have to go through the whole song and dance of asking for help, or do you already know what I want? I'm not saying no to seeing you beg. And yes, I know what you want. But here I was thinking you wanted to do everything by the book, legal and above board. Tiny bit hypocritical, don't you think? Hey, look, I only did what I did in London because of Abigail. And you goaded me into it. An experience you described as the most you felt alive. I'm not denying that. 
but I can't be that person. And yet here you are. I'm trying to stay above board here, but my friends are right. Doing it legally isn't getting us anywhere. I'm being blocked, and I suspect whoever is doing it is also quashing the missing persons reports. But uh, by the time I could rally enough support, well, who knows what could happen? Whatever is going on with these plays and this company, it's something bad. I just know it. I can feel it in my gut. Well, I'm glad you're finally trusting your instincts. You're far more competent than you realize. Your friends don't see it. But there's a reason I'm only approaching you. Don't suppose you'd tell me. One day, if you're lucky. Of course. This thing that's making people disappear. Is it similar to the creature at Oblex? It could be, but we barely know anything about it. I can get you the name of the company owner in 24 hours, but there's a price. Was there a hidden price before? Oh no. Those were freebies. I'll waver the favor for springing you from jail. You what? After the prom night massacre, who did you think got you free? Your actual fairy godmother? I don't know. I, I just assumed it was Abigail's dad. But it was you. You're welcome. Thank you. But you want my help this time. It will cost. I don't... How much? A favor. Can I know the favour beforehand, or is this a oh, the day may come when I call upon you type of favour? Ah, oh, wonderful. The old wink and walk away. Hey, I never told you if I agreed to the price. Yes, you did. Well, I know there's no point running after her. Jesus, damn, what have you gotten yourself into? As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Where have you been? Jesus! What are you doing in my room? I came to find you. Are you alright? I'm fine, it's nothing. It doesn't sound like nothing. Oh, come on, Abby, you can trust me. Oh, I can trust you, can I? Well, of, of course you can. I, I've never lied to you in my life. That's bullshit, and you know it. Where is this coming from? Uh, the Greenvale promotion. What about it? I heard everything when I went back. You lied to me. Oh, I didn't lie to you. I, I just didn't tell you the whole story. Oh, like it's any different. 
You just up and left one day and told me it was a promotion you had to take. You didn't tell me you were forced there because you knew about my dad. Uh, Abby! Why? Why didn't you tell me? Abby, I... I didn't want to be the guy that broke your family apart. And I didn't want to be the guy who guilted you for losing my job. Or the guy who dragged you to some Midlands Nowhereville where nothing ever happens just because I didn't want to see your mum get walked all over and made a fool of by your dad. I'm not angry that you helped my mum out, you twat. I'm angry that you didn't tell me why you left. That Norman ousted you. Why didn't you tell me? Abby! We were already growing apart. I I could tell you were cooped up and... That rift was forming because we never saw eye to eye on the whole supernatural thing, or James Hunter. I didn't want to hold you back. And I certainly didn't want to make you or Cheryl feel bad for my promotion. Then why did you do it? You always dreamt of making Detective in London. Why did you throw it all away? Please don't make me say it. You have to be honest with me. Abby, please. Our friendship is rocky enough as it is. It doesn't need this awkwardness. You know I would do anything for you. Let's just leave it at that. But not enough to be honest with me. I'm being honest with you now. No, you're not. You're slinking out at the dead of night constantly and I have no fucking clue where you go. I I, I can't tell you that. Fine, then get out. I mean, please. Let's... Just go back to Greenbell. If you can't trust us, then why should we trust you? I was told I can't tell anyone. Why not? Because she, because, because it's not safe to talk about. Please, please, I would tell you if I could. Who said this? Dan, you said you would do anything for me. How about trusting me? <sighs> okay, let me let me put my phone in a Faraday box. Eliza Wu. Who? Wait, the reporter from the London Gazette? She's not a reporter. Wait, is this all sneaking around? Is this just some sleazy friends with benefits thing? I thought you were in trouble with dangerous people, not shacking up with some fucking... She is dangerous, and I'm not shacking up with her. Please just just listen to me. She appears whenever I'm alone and disappears moments later. I can't find the first fucking thing about her, but she knows everything about me. Wherever I go, whatever I say, whatever I do. She's the one who commented on your podcast about Brilliant Rain. She may have reported on James's car crash. She's the one who sprung us from prison after prom night. She, she keeps talking about a they that she belongs to. I'm serious, Abigail. Whoever they are, they mean business. And they know everything. They know about the prism. They know about all sorts of paranormal shit. And I only saw her tonight because I, I thought she might have info on Last in the Box. And did she? D- did she what? Have info on them. Oh. She, um, she said she'd reach out within a day. Well, that's good. I am... Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, uh, you, you first. I'm sorry I blew up at you about my dad. Ever since I learned about it, I've been torn. On one hand, I'm so grateful that you saved my mother from him. You sacrificed everything for me and Mum, and you didn't even claim credit. I just wish you'd told me. I thought I knew you. Everything I know about James is just the tip of the iceberg of something else he's hiding, but... But I thought I knew everything about you, Dan. You were my rock. My my one good constant. It was why I was in your room. Oh. Why did you try and find me? It was nothing. Stupid, really. No, please, tell me. I had a nightmare. 
a really bad one. Okay. Was it the signal? Yeah. It's, it's dumb. I know it's gone, but I have these dreams where everything seems so perfect. And then I hear a dial turn and, and a sound. The sound. A horrible unsound. I just wake up in cold sweats and... Oh, it's, it's not stupid, Abby. What you had in your head, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But you beat it. And you'll beat this too. You know why? Because you're the strongest person I know. And I mean that sincerely. And I will always be there if you need someone to talk to. I don't think your nightmares are stupid. I promise. Thanks, Dan. No worries, Abby. I'm always here for you. <laughs> Even if you do try and kick me out of my own room. <laughs> Do you mind if I ask one more favour? No, I seem to be owing a lot of those lately. Go on, what's up? I, I can't sleep in my room. It's too dark and I'm just scared that the signal is going to broadcast at any moment and... No, no, it's it, it's fine, of course. I'll take the sofa, you take the bed. I can't kick you out of your own bed. No, it's it's fine, honestly. Your legs would be hanging off the end. It wouldn't be comfy. Just, just sleep here. Mm. All right, fine, fine. Okay, just let me get changed first. Oh, God. Wait, did you have any luck with the missing persons angle? No, everyone who went missing turns up not too long after, just like Tom and Sarah. Well, hopefully Eliza can shed some more light. What did you say about that car crash with Eliza? Well, she claimed to be from the London Gazette, but the only article written by an Eliza Wu was about a car crash. The Hunter car crash. And it was James? Well, all the details line up, but the article was written back in 1963. Eliza doesn't look a day over 20, and James definitely isn't 60. I mean, it could be a coincidence, but... Chances are he's hiding something. Carl answered his phone. What? In the past. I called him and Carl picked up the phone. I thought you only went back five years. Exactly. Jesus. <sighs> Right, let's sort out in the morning. Just let's get some sleep. Night, Abby. Night, Dan. Thank you for trusting me and letting me stay. Always. Morning, Deputy. You know you should really lock your door. You never know what sort of nut jobs might just let themselves in. I did try Abigail's door, but I think she's gone down to try whatever passes for a continental breakfast here. I, um... Ah. Never mind. Morning, Abigail. Morning. This isn't what it... It looks like. It was just a platonic... Fully clothed. Like, friendly support thing. Ah, oh, yes, those platonic, fully clothed support groups I've been hearing about. All the rage with Gen Z, of course, although they don't often involve spooning. Uh, could you just give us a minute? No. Maybe this will serve as a lesson about the dangers of not locking your door. Or maybe next time try knocking on the door, mate. Don't mate me. I have been up all night doing critical research pertaining to several of our cases. Erstwhile, you two have been busy supporting one another. Please tell me what vital knowledge your platonic slumber party has uncovered. Wait, shit. Eliza. 
Oh, there was another one here. Goodness, deputy, perhaps I underestimated you. Should I expect more to come barreling out of the bathroom like it's a clown car? Oh, just pass me the Faraday box. What were you two up to that required the use of a Faraday box? Oh my god, James, stop! And what the hell are you doing up so early in the morning? It's almost noon. Jesus, I slept like a log. I bet. James! Oh yes, she came through! I've got a name! Holy shit. What? Look! Oh my god. What? It's Carter Stone! Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter, Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin, and Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring... Rajni Hall. Phoebe Elizabeth Royal. David Anthony Green. Haunted, the audio drama is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Three Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next exciting chapter of Haunted, the audio drama.